Walt Haver was just another United Methodist pastor for many years. You got the photo there, Jess? Yeah, I'm just grabbing the script. Going up here. Jess. You ready? Yep. All right. Photos up. Sorry. That's Walt Haver. <laughs> United Methodist pastor. Humble, sincere, caring for the poor and the sick, dedicated to the mission of the church, both locally and in Hartford and around the world. We loved going to help Habitat through humanity projects. And so, one night, he found himself in a motel in Virginia on his way to a Habitat mill down south, getting ready to hit the road again. That's when the phone rang. And he was told that there was an emergency back home. Scott, his adopted son, who was living in an apartment in Bridgeport, had been shot by a neighbor, a drug addict with a troubled life, who thought that Walt's son was a burglar. You can imagine what happened next. Or not. Because saving faith is truly not just an empty phrase, just preacher talk to fill a Sunday morning. Saving faith is the faith that will define just how deeply we love God and others when we need to love God and others like never before. For their sake, for our sake, and for God's sake. The depth of our willingness to find and to build a saving faith will determine just how much God's love will save us and the world when we need saving the most. Will you pray with me, please? Gracious God, we thank you for the summertime when we've been talking about saving faith. We've been learning about saving faith. Now comes the time, O oh Lord, when we need to consider in our minds and hearts, just how much we ourselves needed to endure and to live. And so may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. There's a lot of talk these days about payback. Retaliation. Hitting them hard when they hit us. An eye for an eye as the rule of the world. As we read today in Matthew's Gospel, this is not the way of God and Jesus Christ. I will repeat this in a different way. To be a Christian is not only to give God's love to the world, it is to give God's love to the world when we least want to give it. We can yeah, but all we want. But a but is just our way of saying that our way is better than God's way when the chips are down. And it's not. When we but our way through life, the loving God is really the exception of our life and not the rule. And so God is not really God of our life. Walt Everett 
had to find the depths of his butts, and few have to find them. It wasn't just the tragedy of losing a son to senseless violence. Right here in Meriden, in Connecticut, in the United States and in the world, losing loved ones to the violence of people gone mad with hate, confusion, and hurt is sadly as common as the rising of the sun. And as we said last week in our Holy Conferencing, we're all here because we all sin. No one's without a need for God's grace and forgiveness for what we've done wrong. But how would a a so-called man of God, someone who had given their lives to proclaiming the truth of God's love and forgiveness, respond to such a senseless loss? At first, Walt Everett responded, as you might expect, he went numb. He went through the motions. He preached about forgiveness and love. He went on visiting the sick and the needy, but inside he was angry, deeply angry. He wanted that eye for his son's eye. He wanted that tooth for his son's tooth. Some people around him wanted the same, and some encouraged him to seek out the same for his son's killer. Walt Everett was in despair. He knew that his anger was killing him and his faith. And so we prayed to the living God, to our Lord, our Savior. And the Lord gave Walt an answer that was hard to accept. Wait. There was a reason that God asked Walt Everett to wait. One year after his son's death, the courts who had tried and convicted Michael Carlucci, the shooter on charges of manslaughter, had handed down a reduced sentence, five to ten years. Walt Everett was deeply, deeply angry. This was not justice, and he had no peace. It was then that God began to call Walt Everett to find peace and hope in his heart through living a saving to accept that there are no exceptions on the road to salvation. Even pastors will suffer for the sake of the gospel, and even pastors must turn to become the gospel when it feels that God and everyone who helps us to believe in God seems to have deserted us and our hopes for peace. It's then that Walt ever found himself having to live out the words from today's reading from the letter to the Ephesians. I ask that Christ will live in your hearts through faith as a result of having strong roots in love. I ask that you'll have the power to grasp love's width and depth and height together with all believers. I ask that you'll know the love of Christ that is beyond knowledge so that you will be filled entirely with the fullness of God. Walt Everett realized that the only way out of his hell was to offer complete allegiance to God's way. The only way that he could get out of the depths of his emptiness was to allow his saving faith in Christ to be deeper than he had ever imagined. He had to do the undoable. He had to forgive the unforgivable. He had to bring not only himself 
but the one who had hurt him the most back to life. After one night of restless sleep, Walt penned a letter of forgiveness to Michael Carlucci. Carlucci was not grateful for the letter that he received in prison. He crumpled it up and he threw it across his cell. Walt Everett kept on writing, offering forgiveness and reconciliation, inviting Michael Carlucci to write back. And after two months of receiving letters from Walt, Michael finally invited Walt to visit him in prison. And it was a short visit as prison rules require, but at the end of it, the depth of God's saving faith had touched the hearts of Walt and Michael. And they did not shake hands when they parted ways. They hugged. Walt Everett's forgiveness of Michael Carlucci was not welcomed by many others. His wife, his relatives, and friends of his son Scott were still torn apart inside by Scott's shooting. They were lost. As much as Walt wanted his family and Scott's friends, though, he he did not love hate more than love. Death more than life. He wanted healing. He wanted something deeper than being a captive to the pain of wounds that could not be undone. Walt was learning to heal deeply through a saving faith, learning to live with the wounds coming up from the grave of inconsolable grief and anger, and like our Savior rising from the grave, not leaving the wounds behind, but bringing from them the healing and hope that only God's love can bring into the world. You see, a saving faith doesn't wait for someone else's death or even our death to make life worth living. A saving faith makes life in God's perfect love worth working for, worth waiting for, right now. Because now is the time that God was meant to guide us to salvation, not pleasure. Walt Everett spoke on behalf of Michael Carlucci at his parole hearing, and he was released from prison after serving his sentence for three years. Carlucci joined Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, and became committed to a new way of life. We all find God's saving grace in many ways, and sometimes God stays anonymous for the sake of our salvation. But God is always calling us into saving faith. Walt presided over Michael's wedding, and they went on speaking tours together, telling people about the power of forgiveness to heal lives together. Lives that would have been left as dead as Scott was in many ways. How deep is the saving faith? As deep as God invites us to discover. There are no ends to its depths from God's point of view. The only limits are our point of view. God does not insist that we all become superheroes to find a saving faith. Like Walt and Michael, God only asks that we trust in God's invitation towards it, one day at a time, one small and courageous step at a time, one experiment in growing in God's love at a time. And we can't do it alone.
just as Walt needed Michael to move forward in his saving faith, we all need to recognize how much our healing and our hope is tied to liberating the very people who we would want to sink with our bitterness, our anger, our grief. Life is excellent. And when it's not, life is excellent. Because we have this gift of life from God. Become more than we think that we can be. More than we are afraid that life limits us to. Because there is so much beyond that fear. So much beyond that hopelessness. So much that can happen beyond our imaginations. Like Walt, sometimes we have to wait for the healing to come as God helps us to grow roots of deep faith. Growing deep enough to support the growth that God knows that can come in our lives. Growth that we may discover that we need when we least expect it. Like Michael, sometimes saving faith transforms our lives because of how it's transformed other lives. The world doesn't expect people to have saving faith. We can surprise the world. We can surprise even ourselves by committing our lives to growing deep saving faith, enough to protect us from life storms and to prepare us for the most amazing growth that we can imagine. Growth that can transform not only our own lives, but everyone around us, one humble act at a time. Walt and Michael live mostly ordinary lives now. Through saving faith, our lives like theirs can become extraordinary in God's kingdom. Amen. There are people. Times when we lift up joys and concerns, passings and comings. We're asked to pray for Dakota Miller. This is an 18-month-year-old who got a hold of the nail gun, and things happened. Uh, Dakota is on life support, and we're being asked to pray for this for a friend of family supports. And we pray traveling mercies for Jerry. We pray that all goes well and that you come back with joy in your heart. Uh, we have a coming, not just goings. Uh, coming to the world is Noah Greenwood, a girl. Do I have that right? A boy. How does it say girl? Thank you. It says girl. It's a boy's name, so. I'm going with this. It's a boy. Oh boy, that's a boy. That's wonderful. Oh wow. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Any other prayer concerns that you'd like to lift up today? Please. Loving God, in the middle of a warm summer, 
We come here in thanks for everything that you've given us and to grow deeper and stronger in faith. Not just to be charged up for the week ahead, but to become something more, something new, something that you have imagined. And we thank you, dear Lord, for the gift of considering deeper faith in our life. We thank you for the souls who we are praying for, those who are deeply injured, who need healing and divine assistance, O oh Lord. We pray for new life, and the joy and abundance that comes through it. We pray for the world here, O Lord, and for all the people affected by its violence and those people who have given up on their love. Help us be beacons of hope for your love in this world. And help us all to grow your kingdom together. In the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We have much to be thankful for, and much to bring to fruit through our thanks. So we thank you for being here, and may we celebrate the life of the church and all that can grow from it, as we present our tithes and our offerings to the glory of God's work. Saving God, and I thank you all for coming here today. Because we need God's strength, we need God's hope, and we need to be God's hope in the world. So let us say our charge to keep together. Deeper faith means a saving faith, a faith that can protect us through the hardest times and give us power to make better times. Grow it, live it now. And now, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's face upon us. 
and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up God's sentence upon us and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people seeking a saving faith say, Amen! Amen.